gate the, to get around the tent, and I put the tent in a public place. Okay. I guess. All right, Logan, are you recording? Yeah. <laughs> Logan, what is in your mouth? Cookies. <laughs> okay, I'm really let everybody about their A game tonight, self included. Very much looking forward to talking about this. We gotta work out all the bad stuff before we get started. Alright, exercise it. Hey guys! Hey! What, Logan? <laughs> oh, I'll let you do that thing. But... <laughs> oh, were you about to say that? Yeah. Alright, let's alternate words. No, hey! You got me. <laughs> Just go ahead and do all of it. Somebody else do it with me. Hey! Hey! Hey, let's talk about. That's not <laughs> good. Let's talk about that. Welcome to. Hey, let's talk about that movie. Or whatever. The only podcast on the internet where people talk about movies. Hey guys. Alright, let's talk about the movie. This week's film is Deadly Friend, directed by Wes Craven in 1986 and scripted by Academy Award winning screenwriter Bruce Joel Rubin uh, and starring Christy Swanson and uh, the main kid and the main kid's friend and also special guest starring Mama from the Train. And Ramsey. I'll go ahead and get this uh, out there at the top of the show. If you don't already know, this movie was not originally supposed to be a horror film. They basically like were told to make it a horror film in post, which yeah. that's kind of why I picked it, because I thought that sounded insane, because it sounds like something that you can't do. That's great, because my biggest note that I underlined and circled was, did they ever think that any of this would actually frighten anyone? <laughs> Wes Craven uh, supposedly wanted to make this movie in a PG film in the tone of uh, Starman. <laughs> like, he kept telling people, like, have you seen Starman? Watch Starman. That's what I'm trying to do with this. So anyways, before we talk more about that, Logan, would you recommend this film? Fuck yeah, I would. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, I would recommend it if you like cheesy films. Because this is a fucking crazy film. It's insane. Makes no damn sense. It's hilarious. It is so bad. But if you like actual serious films, uh, no. No, I wouldn't check this out. Jamie, would you recommend this film? Nope. All right. I had a lot of trouble getting through it. <laughs> it's boy, girl, boy, girl. So, uh, Dylan, would you recommend this film? This movie was incredible. I would recommend that to anyone. Here's the thing about Logan. He likes a lot of garbage. Um, luckily I've avoided most of it by not being on this podcast a lot, but, um, this movie had it all. This is the iconic eighties cheesy film. I was laughing the whole time. All right. I meant to say, Kevin, would you recommend this film? <laughs> uh, no, I did not like it. I did not like it at all. It was not scary. It was not funny. It was uh, more or less annoying. It, it, it bored at my soul. I'm a lesser person now because of it. I'm glad to hear that. Maybe you'll be more tolerable now. <laughs> I 
because I was such a robust person before. Ah, Kevin's so subdued now. I'm glad we made him watch that movie. <laughs> now he just sits in the corner, staring out that window. Um, all right, now somebody asked me if I'd recommend it. Hey, Matt, would you recommend this movie? If you like good movies, then no, because it's not. <laughs> but if you like shitty movies, this is top-notch shitty movie, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. This is really... I don't know, like, what I do like about shitty movies is... um. It's kind of like watching it with people and talking shit about it and make make it cracking wise. But mm -hmm. I didn't even need it with this movie. I watched it by myself and it just made me like laugh a lot <laughs> at different things. I was never bored by this movie and that usually bad movies are very boring. I was bored by the intro. Yeah, and like the I first was, like 30 minutes or so really All right. All right. Dragged. So <laughs> how are you bored by a, a robot? Save it, no you guys. Cares. Okay. All right, we all said what we thought. Now you guys talk. <laughs> <laughs> Here's spoilers. Yeah, like the first 30 minutes really drag, I think. Because nothing really happens. Just like a boring robot going, moving very slowly. A boring robot. <laughs> a robot yeah. with dangerously aroused goblin voice. Yeah, it's, that was so weird. The credits? Did the dangerously aroused <laughs> goblin play the robot? You know who that is, right? Who? It's the guy who did Roger Rabbit. I remember th I was thinking as That's I was incredible. watching it that it sounded like uh, Wicket had, had ba <laughs> banged Roger Rabbit. That was like their offspring. And then, yeah, Charles Fleischer. I saw it at the end. Actually, I remember reading that a long time ago, and I forgot. That was one of the reasons why I picked the movie, actually. Wow. Did it explain why he mutters? I, I, I probably missed it. Why does the robot mutter? I, why can't the robot talk? Like... It's not making like bloops and bleep sounds. It's making like very like guttural noises. Because that would be way too. Audiences wouldn't buy a robot in the eighties that could talk. We can buy it doing all all those other things. Like that the noises it made. I don't know. I think it would be harder to design a robot to make those mouth noises than it would be to design a robot who can think and talk. It was a better robot. The robot or the girl. I think the girl was a pretty good robot. The robot <laughs> did talk, though. Like, it did say words. Then it just had some garbage, like, sometimes, too. Yeah, but it's it didn't talk like having conversations with people, even though its brain was... The main kid says that it works pretty much like a human brain. Maybe that's the sound that, that it made connecting to the internet in the 80s. Hmm, maybe it was inventing the internet, and that's what that sounds yeah. like. Hmm. It was talking with Al Gore. <laughs> the actor? <laughs> what what year are you from, Dylan? I'm from a parallel 2005. That actually explains a lot about you and the things <laughs> you say. Yeah. But yeah, I I just thought it was really uh, interesting. I'd never seen this movie before and I wanted to watch it and talk about it because of the uh the fact that it was made a horror movie in post. It, it was originally supposed to be like more of a sci-fi love story, which I would really have liked to have seen that. But I don't, as far as I can tell, the story, the overall story wasn't that different. Like, the story as is, the horror movie version, is the main kid makes a robot, and then the neighbor girl gets murdered by her father, and then he puts a, his robot brain chip in her brain, and she becomes like a zombie robot person. And starts killing a bunch of people. And then eventually she gets murdered. But the original story, as far as I can tell, was 
Main kid builds a rowboat. Neighbor girl gets murdered by father. He puts the chips in her brain and she starts murdering people and then she gets murdered. But it was not a horror movie. It was a. Well, so that is that's straight from the book. As I understand it, that's what happens in the book. Someone wrote a book about a zombie robot hybrid and called it Friend. Yep. Yeah, because the robot's that a friend. Makes me angry. I assume they. Yeah. Just, I assume the robot probably like said friend a lot or something. Oh. That's what robots do. Okay, no, they I mutter a bunch of weird it. things, a bunch of weird human noises. That's what robots do. Here, uh, to explain this better, here, here I will read this thing that I wrote. Deadly Friend is a 1986 science fiction horror film directed by Wes Craven. It is based on the novel Friend by Deanna Hinstel. Originally, movie was PG sci-fi supernatural thriller with main focus on dark romantic love story between two main characters. After Craven's first cut was shown to test audience, they complained on lack of violence and gore that his previous movies had. Warner Bros. then ordered reshoots which included filming more gorier death scenes and nightmare sequences. Infamous scene where old lady is killed with basketball was also part of the reshoots. Even though it was thought to be stupid, new ending was also filmed in which girl turns into robot and kills her friend. Reason why it was included in movie is because it was idea of Mark Tappan, boss of Warner Bros. Recently, petitions for release of original cut and special edition were made. Links for this petition will be posted in descriptions of this video. So, uh, so anyways, I, I wrote that, and I don't know what I meant by Mark Tappan, boss of Warner Bros., because I don't think Mark Tappan is a person. Uh, maybe I was trying to reference Mark Canton, who Wes Craven identified as the culprit behind the shift in the movie. And... He also identified him as the president of Warner Brothers, but I don't think he ever was. Did you see uh, a picture of that guy? You're like, who is this guy? The police guy was blaming me. Like, I tap that. Actually, have you seen a picture of him? He looks like um like a Nazi doctor. Would you tap it though? Because he put his name as Tappen. No. Okay. That was no. just my theory. I don't know. Here's why. Not just because he looks like a Nazi doctor, but apparently. He called Bonfire of the Vanities the best movie he ever saw, and Last Action Hero the best action movie of all time. <laughs> That's a real turnoff for me. Uh. Also, I forgot to mention, um, the thing that I'm doing tonight in the spirit of the movie is throughout the whole podcast, I'm making claw hands. Aww. <laughs> It feels kind of good, you guys. I could get like addicted to claw hands. Whenever I love how she'd make the claw hands, and then like if she had to pick something up, she'd just grab it. Whenever I saw her make the claw hands and charge them, all I could think is like, give her the clamps, clamps. (laughs) Keep thinking the Vulcan live long and prosper. This movie was ahead of its time. It had uh, Spock hands, robot Mm -hmm. Spock hands, or like Oswald Cobblepot web hands, (laughs) but without the webs. All right, so this movie starts <laughs> <laughs> with, with like a weird cold open, which this was part of the reshoots. Um, Actually, that there's a guy breaking into their car, and then he like he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get this purse or whatever," and then he like you hear BB, and he's like, "Huh? What? Oh, you're kind of cute," and then he gets like fucking chokeholded by the robot. And then he runs away, and the robot locks the doors. And then they drive to their new house. Hmm. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, Wally went bad when I first saw that robot arm. 
when Wally's go wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eeby. Does this predate a short circuit? Because if not, I mean, it's I a total ripoff so. of that. I don't think it does. I think short okay. circuit's like 85. So it's just a total ripoff. The robot, anyway, is a total ripoff of that, then. Well, this was based on a novel, so it's very literary. Oh, okay. Apparently yeah, short circuit was 86 as well. Wow. Hmm. So parallel thinking, or was it like uh, um, Armageddon and Deep Impact, where they just try and rush out the same project at the same time? Speaking of which, the writer of this film wrote Deep Impact also. Oh, boy. So you can tell it's a sequel. It sounds like the studio had about as much faith in this as they did in Project Greenlight 2, The Battle of Shaker Heights. The he actually also he wrote two movies that Logan has referenced recently, Deep Impact and The Time Traveler's Wife. He also wrote Jacob's Ladder and he won his Academy Award for writing Ghost. Wait, Jacob's Ladder, that's like a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good movie. That doesn't match something doesn't matter match up here. He also wrote and directed My Life and uh he wrote The Last Mimsy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's all over the place. You just name and random movies now. <laughs> didn't write that. One man did not write all that. Wes Craven said, um, he said that he thinks the studio realized who he was halfway through production because they just started pushing him to. So they were like, "Hey, you know, uh, you can just really do your thing, you know, like, uh, like dream sequences and horror. It, mainly just dream sequences is horror. Like, put that stuff in." Uh, Cause you like it, so you have to put it in. Do that now. <laughs> and then oh, so they. This was after Nightmare on Elm Street. I didn't think about that when I was watching it. Yeah, it was. Wow. Well, part of the reason why he, like, he said he wanted to make like a non-horror movie, so he didn't get like, like he wanted to show his range as a director, and they kind of wow. wouldn't let him not do a horror movie, which I just I think that's kind of sad. Yeah. I wonder if he got those notes on Voices of the Heart. I don't even know what that is. So, uh, the movie he directed with Gloria Estefan. Oh, uh, that's my pick for this week. You guys watch that. <laughs> so. I do have to compliment the, um, at the very least, the robot, they designed it so it, it was impossible to fit a person inside because that might have looked cheesy. I mean, at least I had that. That's my compliment for this. That's me being nice. Oh. That's kind of effective. I don't know when it's like, you know. It makes it scarier, I guess, when you know there's not a guy inside of it. Was it yeah. impossible to put a person inside, though? Well, you could, like, see through it in if, the middle. If you can put R2-D2, like, a person inside R2-D2, I think... Well, R2-D2 is a round trash can, but this, there was, like, you know, a bunch of space in the middle and stuff. So, a bunch of bullies show up, and they all are Roddy Piper's body doubles from They Live, I think. <laughs> All of them have mullets and the I same... I was trying to place them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I couldn't figure yeah. out what it reminded me of. They're all they're all dressing up. It's like a Halloween night or something. I think they don't say that. Oh, wait, that comes later. Yeah, and they're, like, making fun of that kid for building a robot. What a dork he is. Everyone's really chill with this robot. I assume in 1986 there weren't, you know... I mean, like, nowadays, everyone's got an R2-D2, but back then... Yeah, like, it's pretty much just, um... Uh, the main kid's friend, when he meets him, he's like, what, huh? Is this real? And then he's like, cool with it. And everyone else is cool with it, because I guess you already had that scene where people are surprised by there being a robot. So, 
so no one else needs to be surprised by it. Does anyone even say, like, oh, what a cool remote control toy? Like, everyone's just like, no, that's a robot. Actually, Christy Swanson does say, like, who's controlling okay. this or something um, Yeah, when she first sees him. The the kid is um he's he's set he's supposed to be like super genius and he says that like at some point that he he he's had he has ideas that nobody's ever thought of before but he seems to not understand why the chip makes dead people come alive like he seems pretty surprised by that I thought that was his whole plan well, I mean, he knows that it will work in a dead corpse because he, for some reason, sticks it in a brain while he's playing with a dead body at the university. He's like, oh, I don't know. I was it's very just, confused uh, about, like, around. like, his role in the university. So he's like a student and a t- teacher. I think he was a TA. Yeah, he was. <laughs> so, Christy Swanson's dad. Hey, do you think that this movie inspired Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Because one, her dad looks like a vampire. Mm-hmm. And and two, she like stakes him in the heart with a vase. Yeah, that scene was awesome. I actually I actually said out loud, stake him, Buffy. And then two seconds later, she does. And I'm like, what? Did I make that happen? Also, like, I don't know, she grabs the vase, which I would expect the reflex action to just smash him with the vase, but she doesn't. She grabs it, breaks it, and then stabs him in the heart. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. That didn't make sense. Logan, you're part of the reason why this movie is what it is. Because <laughs> uh, it was the original cut was screened for um, supposed Wes Craven fans. And all of their notes were more gore. Why wasn't there a ton of gore in this PG movie? Mm-hmm. And uh, they they did. They had already made him put in a dream sequence. And he put in that dream sequence where the guy just stands spraying blood all over her. And that was, I think, the one scene that the quote-unquote Wes Craven fans that they really enjoyed. So they were like, all right, more of that, please. Was Was that the best piece of acting in the movie? His, like, leering and being creepy and sweating and... Mm. I thought he was pretty scary. He was scary, but he does look like a vampire. You guys, will excuse me for a second? My cat is going nuts at my door. Okay. This time. I'll be right back. So, yeah, the sequence where uh, blood just starts shooting out of the face all over... Is that symbolic? Is that like some kind of symbolism for, you know, a father creeping oh, into God, his daughter's room? Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy, <laughs> this movie doesn't have any of that. I don't know, I thought it had some symbolism. It doesn't have anything. Felt like it. It's creepy. That was so out. gross, and not in like an interesting gross way. That was just kind of pointlessly gross. Yeah. All of, I mean, that scene was cool, but I mean, that relationship, I guess, was real nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was really well dressed for like a child incest touch person, though. Really usually they have wear, like, buttons. yeah, usually they wear greasy white beaters. He's got like a full on <laughs> sweater. He's got like a shirt under that, and you can tell it's like too hot for him because he's always so sweaty. It's a good him. point though that they didn't just uh, you know go with the standard sweaty wife beater, you know. I bet he had a redemption in the original movie. Mm. And to make him the bad guy. Like, jumped on a hand grenade to save everybody, maybe? Yes. 
when they get shipped <laughs> off to Normandy. This is a way different movie. I don't know. I'm doing research on this. A lot change. I think Matt's testing us to be interesting with him not here. It's not going to happen. I know. No, definitely not. <laughs> I refuse that challenge. The jumping of the hand grenade just reminds me of uh, the Child's Play series. Child's Play 3. What? Child's Play 3, the hand grenade? Uh, in Child's Play 3, I think it is, where like the main character from the first two movies is that like a military... No, the kid. Oh. He's at like a military school. And then Chucky's just fucking with people at a military school. For some reason, I thought you were talking about the Problem Child series, and I got really confused. <laughs> now it makes That's more sense. That's a different redheaded yep. evil child. <laughs> it makes more sense now. Did Chucky want to be a real boy? I've never seen Chucky. Like, what's his motivation? Or is he just a uh, Alright, he's a serial killer. He got... He's a doll there, though. Yeah, alright. So, the beginning of the, the Child's Play movie, there's a serial killer. He's being cornered by cops. And then he takes, like, he goes to this factory where a bunch of dolls are. And he makes a voodoo, does a voodoo ritual to put his soul into a, a doll. Well, sure, okay. I mean, I got that from the trailer, but, you know, tell me something I don't know. Well, you just asked what he wanted to be. He's trying to take the kid's body. That's what his thing is. Like, he's trying to, like, take over the kid so he can transfer from the doll into the kid so he can get away, finally. Why would he want to be a child? That's awful. Uh, new shot. New shot at life. But you gotta have, like, there's, like, ten years of you being a dumb little kid. Yeah, but you can do anything you fucked up on, like, your first go, you can make it better. Yeah. Plus, no hey, Matt, one Matt, when you listen to this, trial. you need to leave all this in. Okay. <laughs> Alright. No problem. Alright. This is a good movie. So where were we? That was pretty we? great. Um, yeah, the main kid really likes breaking into hospitals. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a jam. Yep. Oh, by the way, Wait, didn't Tallahassee used to have like an abandoned hospital that people would visit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm talking about Sunnyland? I don't yeah. know what I'm talking about. That's what he's talking about. That was a real thing, though, right? It wasn't just a story? Okay. Yeah. Alright. But the, to the thing where like the kid's a TA, I think he was going for like a master's degree. I think some master's degree require you to be like a teacher's assistant or something. Or a PhD, maybe. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Did he did he hesitate to tell his new friend what he where he goes to school because he didn't want to be called like a nerd? Is that he gets real real fishy? What's well, a weird thing to break up bring up? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, uh, real 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 sketchy. I had um I had a a theory that that kid was a robot at first for a while, <laughs> and there's two reasons. The first time I thought of it is when Christy Swanson comes over and she's like. Uh, I wanted to bake you something, but I, I, I can't. I assume because her dad would beat her if she baked something. But she like she's like, so I brought you these cookies. And she like holds the cookie boxes out. And it takes him a real long time to zero in on those cookie boxes. Like, he's just kind of like looking around, like finally zeroes in on them and goes, oh, I love these. I love mm-hmm. them. And that was my first clue that he's a robot. I love human food. And then he seems to have a real hard time climbing that fence later. It's not a tall fence. <laughs> so he was a robot. I think so. He wasn't programmed to handle fences. But he was exactly. programmed to love. Aww. Aww. Hey, also, you guys. What? Go ahead, Matt. What? No, Matt. you. What? No. Uh, when BB plugged into the wall, did it look like he was kind of, you know, 
getting into that socket. He was totally jacking on. <laughs> Dangerously aroused robot. I wasn't kidding. <laughs> I, I was going to bring up... Um, they, like, know that the neighbor girl, like, gets beaten by her father. And the uh, the main kid's mother brings it up. and she, But she, like, talks to her about it like she's in an abusive relationship, like her husband or boyfriend. Like, like, oh, honey, you gotta... It's like, this is a child! Yeah, you gotta... By a parent. As an adult, you need to do something. Yeah. And she was actually like, I may be butting in where I don't belong here. (laughs) What? I think her exact words were like, I don't like this. And I'm like, (laughs) like, that's an option. Oh, yeah, and uh, Chrissy Swanson made a comment that she was like, it's like, so what? He's my father. Sometimes I want to drive a truck over his face, but he's still my father. Like, yeah, damn. Yeah, that, yeah, really. that they comment... They killed him that way. Oh, they yeah. Got mad. That like, been why'd they call back? Uh, because it originally wasn't probably going to happen that way. It should have uh-huh. cut over to BB, like, taking notes in the other room, like, really? <laughs> But yeah, and then that... he sees a socket and gets distracted. So when uh, when BB <laughs> like pushed the piano out of the way, like there's a few things that, like just bothered me about the... that I noticed about this film. That, like the small things just like, like what the fuck? Like when BB like takes the piano and just shoves it out of the way, I'm like, that's an expensive piano, BB. You don't fuck around with shit like that. <laughs> that's one of my my things. And then when the kid like drugs his mom. And then he puts yeah. and then he puts the finger in the coffee. I'm like, that's gross, dude. <laughs> Why did he have roofies? What was that roofie powder that he gave his mom? Uh, just keeps that on hand in case. They don't talk about it at all. He just has a bag of roofie powder. So he drugs his mom and they go to the hospital to Oh yeah, Chrissy Swanson gets murdered by her father. We didn't mention that part. <laughs> so they go to the hospital to to get her corpse. And there's like this thing, they keep showing clocks, like that whole day, because they say she's going to be taken off life support in 24 hours. Mm. So they establish what time it is that morning by he goes to uh, the, the main kid goes to the main kid's friend's house. Apparently, main kid can just get in his in his house and up to his room with no problem while he's asleep. And he's like, hey, we got to go steal a corpse. And main kid's friend is like, do you know what time it is? And then he reaches over and picks up the clock and holds it up next to his face and points at it. And then he looks at the clock and turns it to his own face and then turns it back to him and just really showing him that clock. Just doing a lot of lot of prop work dealing with that clock. That was a good scene. He's really proud that he just learned how to tell time. <laughs> I had I had a question about the, the drugging scene. Uh-huh. He puts the stuff in the coffee and I assume it's morning. And then, like, the very next scene, they're all sitting and watching the TV. No, that, and that it's was almost that was, 9 o'clock. That was nighttime. Night. That was dinner. Was it? Yeah. yeah. They just skipped okay. through, like, the rest of the day, pretty much. But yeah, they had dinner. And for some reason, he was like, No, I don't want any pie. And then she was like, Well, I'd like pie and coffee. And he's like, Oh, yum. Mm, that sounds so good. Yum. <laughs> I, I, I just like the thought that he, like, <laughs> drugged her that morning and it took all day to work. Well, she was passed out still the next day and yeah. they thought she was dead. Did anybody check to make sure that a chalkboard uh, math checked out? I did and it doesn't. 
And it wasn't math. <laughs> it was just a little... Actually, yeah, you're right. It was just uh, things leading to arrows. Arrows leading to other things. Yep. Alright. That's disappointing. But they they excuse that, though, because after he's like talking to the class, he says, of course, this is a bunch of old details. We're way beyond this now. So did you guys notice the mistake they made when they were carrying um, Christy Swanson's corpse out of the hospital? No. Um, They didn't tip anybody? Didn't wrap it up. We learned that last week. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot of movies we've been watching lately with guys putting dead bodies in cars and driving around with them. Didn't even wrap it up. They just carried yeah. it out of there and carried it into their house. It did. That scene did accurately capture when you're like moving furniture with your friends, you know, and you're like, ah, oh, oh, move it over there. Ah, oh, turn it around. <laughs> yeah, did a good job of that. You get the door. You get the door. Exactly. Sorry for mm-hmm. jumping ahead, by the way. <laughs> We're just jumping around. Well, they jump around, I guess, only forward in time, but they make weird jumps in this movie. Like they show you the holidays. They show you what happens on Halloween and then it's Thanksgiving. I think it'd be more interesting to watch like a, a featurette on this about how they did all the effects because it had some pretty gnarly uh, practical effects. Yeah, that yeah, would be that would be cool. Do you think this movie happened at the same time as E.T.? Um, I, did you see like Steven Spielberg in the background filming um, the movie? I don't know. I couldn't tell. What's your evidence for that? I don't know. It seems to happen during the same t- same time of year. Well, the uh, the Back to the Future set can only do so many seasons. I think. <laughs> Well, I think it's the easiest way to show like a small gap in time because you have Halloween and then you have uh, Thanksgiving, and you don't have to like specifically reference the date because people know when those things, dates are. So it's a good way to show like, oh, it's been a month or more. That's true. Also, BB is kind of like uh, up to a certain point is like if if whoever wrote ET was like stupid. Isn't that like Mac and me? <laughs> the McDonald's propaganda film? No, the E.T. ripoff that Mac and me, which Paul Rudd was showed... produced by McDonald's. It was produced by McDonald's. Yeah, I had no idea. Also, Paul Rudd wasn't actually in that. That's that's a joke on Conan. No, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Paul Rudd keeps on right. playing that co- that thing whenever he's on Conan. Is McDonald's allowed to market to children anymore? Is adults mm-hmm. allowed to market to children anymore? I meant to say question? McDonald's. I'm sorry. I'm tired. Is McDonald's allowed to? Like, do they are they allowed to sell to kids now? Pretty sure they still do. Like commercials for children, but usually the commercials for McDonald's now are like doing things that you never do on McDonald's, like going out and rollerblading. That's usually <laughs> like all how active. I am. <laughs> I'm gonna get McDonald's. some McDonald's and then go uh, do some cardio. Yep, you know yep, they yep. they generally tend like tend to show commercials for that demogra- targeted for the demographic during shows for that demographic. So True. unless so unless you're watching like children's shows, you're probably not going to see many McDonald's commercials targeted at children. Yeah, I think Dylan is just watching his rollerblading shows. Mm. Yeah, he sees that. Whereas the problem? shows I watch, all I see is the like really offensive like hip hop McDonald's commercials. Oh man, I love commercials that make it seem like so you're so cool if you eat like at McDonald's. Oh, that's that's so great. Look how cool you are. Is that not true? Jamie, <laughs> test it out. Oh, See, God. go to McDonald's and eat there and let me tell me how you feel. I have to rethink a lot of stuff, you guys. Don't go into a McDonald's, Jamie. 
You'll never get the smell off of you. <laughs> Just like the people who who give tours in Chernobyl, like they have to replace their clothes like every like month. Mm-hmm. That's too much accumulated, uh, you know. That. Sass on there, Kevin. I'm sorry. I know I'm not being very interesting right now. I'm very sorry. Do you please not don't leave us? Do you Kevin, not please. change your clothes sooner than once a month, Dylan? What? Do you not change your clothes for a month? I just buy clothes <laughs> when I need more clothes. What do you do? So you wear the same pair of clothes for one month, and then you throw them away and go to the store and buy a new pair? Yeah. <laughs> How are you supposed to do it? What did your parents teach you to do? I, d- I don't know what town you live in now. It might be different there. Yeah, everybody does that here. In fact, you guys will probably be doing it soon, too. It, you know. We'll catch on. Tell- Tallahassee's downhill from the trends, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then the robot starts murdering everybody. No, no, the robot doesn't murder anyone. The robot's the good guy. The lady nice is try, the bad man. guy. The robot in in Christy Swanson's brain. What processor do you think she had in their brain that made her have crab claws and like you know let her do all that? Did they take it out of like a Mac maybe? A like Mac a Commodore and me. Uh, it should have been what this movie's called. It could have been an Apple movie, you know. It's parallel thinking. I don't think computers did, did parallel thinking. Did he expect thinking, results? Did he expect different results, um, like if she had been alive? Or what? is this always what it was? Oh, be? okay. I like think I get robot. what you're saying. You is just, Kevin you a robot? sound yeah, awful, Kevin. Kevin sounds like a robot. You sound worse than BB. If BB sounded like that, I would have turned this movie off. Should but, I repeat the question? No, I think I get what you're saying. Like, because they wanted to get there before they pulled the plug, but they didn't. But they still right. stole the corpse. I don't know. That's a good question. I, I wonder that too. That it because it like ended up when they put the he put the chip in her brain. Because I don't think we mentioned BB got shot by Mama from the train, and that's why BB was dead. And he didn't bother building another robot for however many months. He just kept the chip in like a little box. So he puts the chip in the corpse's brain, and it seems like it's mostly BB, but just like towards the end, it seems like Christy Swanson is coming back a little bit. Yeah. Right uh, at the end. When you guys. Yeah, I kind of I wondered if that was like this weird fantasy. If he's like, oh, I can have them both. I can have my robot and my girlfriend. Uh, when you... Like in what convenient package? Oh, and when she comes with her remote, isn't it so much easier to turn your girlfriend on? <laughs> Thank you for that polite chuckle. You're welcome. <laughs> I also politely chuckle, but my mic was muted. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate you too. Do you like when uh, she killed her father? <clears throat> no. Was that the birth of Not Freddy Krueger? Specifically, because <laughs> <laughs> he just like the cellar was door was open, and it was like all fiery in there, and he goes down, and he's like. Hello, who's here? Somebody is here playing with my furnace, I guess. And then he looks down, and there's a bottle <laughs> of J. Darby bourbon laying on a step. And he just looks at that bottle and just like... Mm. Yeah, he like licks his lips. Because eyes get big, and he licks his lips like a cartoon fat man looking at a donut on the ground that somebody designed to trap him with. And so he reaches down, and then the and the zombie robot Christy Swanson grabs him and kills him. By the way, J. Darby Bourbon, J. Darby various liquors is like 
a reoccurring prop that has been in like a bunch of different things, hmm. including um, uh, I think uh, Jeff Winger on Community drinks J Darby Scotch, and it was apparently in Lost and some other things. Save it for your BuzzFeed article, buddy. I couldn't find where it originated, though. I was wondering if it originated in, in this movie. Is it part of that kid's universe from St. Elsewhere? Kevin is, like, in a different dimension now. I like that you're playing with all, of these, different, with all of these different genres, Kevin. He's cosplaying with his voice. He's being a robot. <laughs> what was your question? I was too distracted by where you are in the world, universe, multiverse. I was saying... I wonder if it's part of that kid's universe from St. Elsewhere. Oh, Tommy Westfall? Yeah. Everything is. Okay. So I kind of want to talk about something. The Go ahead, Logan. I, we don't yeah. do that here. Apparently we don't because I kept like, getting interrupted. <laughs> ah, <laughs> good point, Logan. So, Jamie, what have you been doing lately? <laughs> hey, Matt. Um, I was just thinking about talking about some stuff. Logan, what were you going to say? Well, like... uh. Towards the thing where the BB was like kind of taking over body, did anyone when the scene where uh, BB the girl I guess or slash BB picks up the picture of her BB and hit and Paul, and yeah. th- and then just like pushes everything off the counter? Does anyone think it was just BB being really pissed off that like he'd never rebuilt him, but he brought back the girl? Oh, I don't know. I didn't think about that. I just thought it was frustration because BB was like, "That's not how I'm supposed to look." Yeah, those, I feel like that's way too much credit to give this movie. Those really shitty pixels that I'm seeing usually are a different shade. See, I thought it was a bit of jealousy. Could have been. I don't know. But I did like <laughs> I did like the tantrum was just like knocking off like a couple of <laughs> things off yeah. the top of There are so many more things like that she could have broken or flipped shit over. She's super strong, but she just like slaps a <laughs> like a couple of items sitting on top of the dresser. Also, did you guys notice the robot was only murderous when like it was supposed to be turned off? Oh yeah, like when uh when BB uh was going in and got shot the first time. Yeah, he turned and, her off. Yeah, I assume he got turned off when he was in the car too. I assume. Uh like when he went after the mugger at the beginning of the film. But Well, it it didn't have red eyes though then, right? Yeah. Well, you never saw you didn't really see him at the beginning. See of the, film. the Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but like hmm. he actually turned it off like for her too. I don't think I don't think he right, ever turned yeah. it back on. But yeah, so I was saying maybe it's more like the like just like when he turns it off, maybe it's just like pure id, like pure just like do whatever the hell they want, like no higher brain function really. It's very interesting, Logan. You Why is no one making the Simpsons joke? What? The robot was set to evil. You need to get a <laughs> switch back to good. It's right there. <laughs> Well, go ahead and make it, Dylan. Go ahead. I I already did it, man. All right. I hate you, Dylan. <laughs> Cut that out, please. <laughs> don't let I don't people want know the that. To know. <laughs> so you guys. I love uh, you, Matt. What? <laughs> make me feel good, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave that. All right. So, so this movie was uh, great. I agree with Logan for once. It's the only time I've ever agreed with Logan on anything. I agree this movie is amazing. I'm really glad you watched it, Dylan. Me too. Just in time. I figured that you would have liked it. I mean, I figured I would. Well, I think part of it was because I went into it assuming I'd hate it, you know? Yeah. Um, 
That was part I actually, of it. I actually had an argument prepared to make you like the movie. <laughs> you had a brief prepared? You had a brief? Yeah, it was. Uh, it would have worked, too. Did did I play the piano music on the climax? It sounds like that's like what it sounds like when I play the piano. They're just playing the same note over and over again. <laughs> mm-hmm. The music was pretty great. Was that me? I don't know if that was me or not. Someone look up the credits. I okay. think you were uncredited for this one. It okay. says uncredited Dylan in the credits. It says a- Alan Smithy. That's right. I didn't want my name attached to this. That's right. <laughs> I remember now. Hey, I got some questions. Oh, wait. We're not done talking about the movie. Oh, wait, wait. Hi. Matt's got questions. Logan, it's your turn to sing. What? Oh. Hmm. Logan dropped the ball. Basketball. Also, I was going for a Muppet Babies theme there. I, I didn't even know I was until halfway through it. Yeah, I, I heard it. You heard it, yeah. So yeah, so the robot when she ter- gets turned off, she starts killing people. Is that a metaphor for girlfriends? Oh, whoa. Yes. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so then she kills the one lady, the mama from the train. And then, then he's like getting beaten up in a parking lot for some reason by the motorcycle bully. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Did you just gloss over <laughs> the way that she was killed? I figured somebody might want to bring it up for their favorite scene, so I was gonna. <laughs> okay. Um, <Not> Go <laughs> ahead. So, uh, yeah, and motorcycle bully's like. Yeah, finally got you alone without your robot to protect you. And then, like, Christy Swanson's like, BB. <laughs> and then comes. That's and, a like, really good BB impression. <laughs> and then picks him up and, like, throws him on a car, on a cop car. All right, so then the cops murder her. And then yeah. there's the end. Where they're like, oh, she was too beautiful for this world. They didn't say that, but they should have. And then, uh, and then, uh, then there's just this last scene tacked on that was a total reshoot where he breaks into the hospital again and goes into the morgue to, I don't know why. Was he going to like get his chip back? I think he was going to start her up again. Oh, okay. Because Uh, it went so well the first time. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do like those doctors. They were looking at her and they're like, Oh, this sure was a weird thing that happened. We'll we'll get to it in the morning. (laughs) And then they, like, turn all the lights off and shut down the hospital and leave. And then he breaks in and comes in and he's like, hey. And then the the, the dead Christy Swampson zombie corpse. Swampson? (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Um, Just like... Starts... (laughs) The there's like a full BB like built inside of her that like rips out and murders him, which makes no sense. <laughs> and what does she say? She says something. She says, like, "Paul, come me with or... me." Yeah. There you go. And then she kills him, and then that's the end. And then the credit music comes in. BB, BB, BB. Was... Did John Carpenter write that theme? Sounds like he did. <laughs> I hope so. So he could get royalties. He brought in the doubles from They Live, and then he wrote that song. Alright, so I got some questions. Baby, baby. Matt's got questions. <laughs> questions! Um, 
Christy Swanson was trained by professional mime Richmond Shepard to do the robot movements. What? My question is, why? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why did that? Are you sure he's not a? Are you sure he's not a professional scam artist? And he just left town. (laughs) He keeps going to different towns, different movies. Richmond Shepard does sound suspiciously fake. Mm -hmm. Richmond Shepard. That's not a real name. Yeah. I am professional mimist Richmond Shepard. Oh, I mean... Richard was, Shipman? I that, forget. That was him being silent because he's supposed to be a mime. Oh. All right. Muppet Babies! Make uh, our dreams come true. Oh, yeah. First of all, why did the main kid leave his sleeping bag out in the yard? And secondly, why was it $200? Well, he didn't leave it down in the yard. The sleeping bag was for her. Yes, yeah, she was in the did. sleeping bag, and she brought it out when she escaped. And oh, it was $200 because right. it was a nice sleeping bag. They didn't have a coupon. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. All right. And um, let's see. Why that kid had roofies? I already asked that. Um, Did you guys like the Pat Benatar poster? Yeah, sure. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Maz, do you like the Pat Benatar poster? Yeah. Good. Um, If I told you guys that somebody involved in this movie was an Academy Award winner, who would you guess it was? If you didn't already know. Mama from the train? The makeup guy. Our girl. Mm. I would guess the robot builder. So, Logan, what was your favorite scene? <laughs> vase stabbing. Vase stabbing was hilarious. Wait, what? The what vase stabbing. Oh. Where the dream sequence? Where she takes the vase? Oh, vase. It. I thought you said face. Yeah, vase. Vase <laughs> stabbing. Okay. Yeah, she grabs the vase, she like, breaks it, stabs it in the chest. Blood goes everywhere. <laughs> But that scene wasn't even real, Logan. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was a dream. That's my theory, anyway. Oh, do you, did you think the ending <laughs> was a dream, by the way? Well, I mean, it doesn't make sense if it was real. <laughs> um, I don't know, maybe BB, like, built an exoskeleton when no one was looking. And, like, built, not an exoskeleton, but, like, a skeleton of robot parts. And then, like, he took her, wore, like, a skin suit. There's a, I don't know. That makes more sense. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the original ending was like she j- she got killed, and then he just had like a dream. It ended with a dream of her like like saying goodbye or something. Hey, I got one more question. Um, is this film anti police? Uh, no. Because it shows the cop like. When he gets uh, gets a call, he's like eating this big ass sandwich and like, I don't really care about the public. I just want to eat this sandwich is a line he says. And then later, the cops uh shoot uh, BB Christy Swampson when they didn't really have to. Uh, he had to. She was gonna give him the clamps. No, yeah. but she at the end was like, main kid, I'm alive again. <laughs> And then they killed him. But then she was like, I'm going to clamp you. Clamp, clamp, clamp. 
And she clamped him. <laughs> she was definitely in clamp mode, yeah. yeah. Okay, so your answer is no, it's not anti-police. Anybody what? else disagree? I don't think it's what anti-police, was... I think it's pro-sandwich. Okay. okay. Pro-sandwich, <laughs> anti-robot. Yeah. It was not a McDonald's was... sandwich, so this was mm. not a secret McDonald's. So they're not cool because it's cool to go to McDonald's. <laughs> you guys are so cool. I hope we get money for this. <laughs> I think it was a sub, so maybe it was a subway thing. What I did think was funny when uh, they shot her at the end is right after they shot her, all the cops are like, hmm, let's, I guess we go home now. And they just like, everyone on turns on their heels and yeah, they're like headed out. And then and there's they like all... a bunch of random people running in. I'm I like, think this is in the same county where, uh, uh, yeah, sorry, Kevin. I think this is in the same county that that shitty horror movie that uh, Clyde Barker <laughs> made. Nightbreed. Nightbreed, yeah. <laughs> It's the same police I thought about Nightbreed when I was watching this, and I'm like, which one of these crappy movies is would I watch again if I had to? They weren't quite as I... they weren't quite as bloodthirsty in this one. They were like so excited in Nightbreed to yeah. murder something. Nightbreed's pretty anti-police. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's like, oh, we'll just get a bunch of rednecks and start shooting people too. Also, did you guys notice? Um, uh, originally. The the lady did not get killed by basketball when her head gets knocked off. She got, like, shoved through a door. This was before they made them make it gorier. Did you guys notice um, that there was a weird hole in her front door when the paramedics were there? No. Hmm. no. That was from the original thing that they shot. She threw the basketball through the door? No, she shoved the lady through the door. Yeah, she threw the lady Aww. through the door. And... Yeah, she didn't kill her with a basketball. That would make more sense. Yeah. Would have been funny if, like, she threw the basketball and just bounced off her face. <laughs> like, would have happened? Yeah. Um... I almost looked up the tearing point of whatever basketballs are made of versus human flesh to see which would have popped first. <laughs> nope, too much work. Yeah, I feel like the basketball would have been a little... Not as good of a basketball after. <laughs> I can throw a basketball pretty hard, you guys. And I think the worst that it could happen is somebody might be like, ow! This movie made me want to watch The Bad Seed. Anybody ever watch that? Mm-mm. Me either. Jamie, what was your favorite scene? Uh, There's like, uh, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's actually amusing. So don't feel like me not recommending it means I think it sucks. It is amusing. I just don't think a lot of people would enjoy it. But to gloss over that, um, there's a part where Paul, the main kid, meets Tom, his friend. And Paul asks Tom something about, like, do you have a girlfriend? What do you do in your free time? And Tom's like, no, all the girls around here are stuck up. And Paul's like, well, what do you think of Sam? And he's like, nice tits. I'm he's like, like yeah, it is. <laughs> Maybe that explains why you don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> it's your first comment. No, oh, it's good rack. I don't know. I actually did remember Main Kid's friend as Tom because of my favorite scene. Which is? Uh, Kevin, what was your favorite scene? Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead. Dylan, what was your favorite scene? <laughs> Don't let me pick one. Anytime, well, how about this? Anytime anybody dies, anytime anyone dies, like a Tom Savini death, which is all of the deaths. <laughs> That's Ke- my favorite scene. Kevin, what was your favorite scene? Kevin. I didn't really have a favorite. Oh, yeah, you hated it. I liked I liked a couple of like random things. I liked that Tom kind of looked like uh, unfrozen caveman Chris Pine. That's exactly yeah, what did. I thought. Me too. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
And um, the second best piece of acting, I thought, was after they just move into the house, and he comes in, the uh, main kid comes in from apparently having carried BB into the house, and he's like, we got to get a ramp. <laughs> I mean, he looks, he seems like legitimately out of breath, like he can barely breathe for like, and it's like the whole scene. So I don't know if he's acting or if they made him like carry the robot up into the house. <laughs> he improvised that line. He was hoping that oh, they really? would have to actually <laughs> build a ramp because they were making him carry the robot every day. So he's like, I got to get yeah, this line in the was, movie. I thought that was pretty funny. But no, I cannot pick out one scene that I would place above any others. What was yeah. my favorite scene, you asked, Jane? Yeah. Yes, yes, I did, totally. We um, did. Yeah. Well, I did really love when the main kid's friend was looking at that clock. That was a really <laughs> good part. But um, if I have to pick a favorite scene, it would be when they go in the hospital for the first time to steal the corpse. And specifically the part where um, he's in the elevator and then Tom cuts the power too soon. And he's like, shit, Tom! Just because that was the only part that I thought was good in the movie. And all of the other scenes were bad. Fair. So, Christy Swampson, of course, what have you been watching lately? She's just making the clamp hands. She's not saving. Okay, that's fair. Baby. Did you guys think that Christy Swanson had great tits? A plus. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't want to say they were bad. That'd be rude. <laughs> she was underage, you guys. You, you guys have both fallen into my trap, to my catch a predator trap, and now you're going to prison. Well, I'm not Aww. a predator. Those guys turn invisible and have like dreadlocks. <laughs> Those guys are smart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, if you call it a priority, it'd probably just explode. That's true. Like, um, that would be hilarious. Like, like, oh, tonight I'm to catch a predator. Beep, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> Nuclear explosion. They've had to have done that on Family Guy, right? I think they did that. that does kind of sound. I think they did it on uh, Robot Chicken. Nah, close enough. I think. All right, cut, enough. cut it out then, Dylan. You have to edit this episode. Who? But. Speaking of what Logan's been watching lately, what was that stuff, Logan, that you've been watching? Oh, man, I've watched a couple of things. I watched the first two episodes of Ash vs. Evil Dead. That was amazing. How you watch that? Uh, on Stars. Never mind. How did you watch that? I want to watch that, but I can't because I don't got Stars. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I've also been watching this... Uh, this anime called One Punch Man. Sounds uh, good. It's really good. You've been watching One Punch Man, Jamie? I saw snippets, and what I saw was amazing. Yeah, it's basically about this uh, superhero who defeats all the villains in one punch. And he's just hes a ridiculously boring guy. Yeah, he's just ridiculously powerful. It's hilarious. And it plays it's all... a satire of shonen manga. It is, and that's what's... <laughs> great about it. It's a satire, but there are also some really good fight scenes in it, too, which is really funny. But it's a great show. It's hilarious. You sounded really bored by that, Dylan. Have you watched One Punch Man? I read the comic, man. I don't read... I don't watch anime. You read Comic Man instead? 
Yeah, it's about he tells the story in one panel. And it's making fun of comics as a visual medium. Oh, so you what? You read Family Circus? Oh yeah, that is what that's called. I don't read them in English. In French, it's called One One Panel Man. Is that French words? I'm sorry. Is that French words? One Panel Man. One Panel Man. What, what grammar is that? All right, Kevin. Did you watch One Panel Dogs? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I did not watch it on the train. Did, did you Did you watch it, it in the rain? No, and not with a cane. You should Herman really. Cain? I gotta recommend watching it in the rain. It's really fun. Your computer starts zapping, and like you get electricity in your body, and it makes it feel really cool. Do you get the powers then? Yeah, and then you can... I like to get the powers. Because you get dead, and then in the afterlife, you get to choose one power. What good do they do you when you're dead? It's the afterlife. Right. Well, you can already be, like, invisible and go through stuff, right? Does no, that that's, count? that's ghosts. Right. If you choose invisible and go through stuff powers, then you are a ghost. And that's that's what Bruce Joel Rubens wrote about in his Academy Award-winning film, Ghost. Jamie, have you watched anything other, now that Kevin said what he's been watching, have you watched anything else? <laughs> Did Kevin say all the stuff he'd been watching? Yeah, he said he was a ghost. Okay, good. I watched something called Love Hotel, which is a documentary about yeah. Japanese love hotels. All right. Very, I don't know if I'd recommend it to people. It's very bleak. Oh. It's just uh, kind of claustrophobic and dark. Oh, what what about love hotels? They're in, are they bad or something? Something wrong with love hotels? No. Do sad people go to them? I don't really think so. It depends on what you're looking for. But um, the movie itself has a very dark mood. So Why? Like, it still... I have a question about it. Go what ahead. is a love hotel? <laughs> really? Yeah, what's that? Is it a brothel or a sex palace? Or it's like a, a hotel a... that you can rent by the hour that they, it's mainly for going to, you know, get it on, but. Get what they on? Have it. <laughs> they have theme rooms Stephen and stuff. King's <laughs> you go yeah. there to watch Stephen King's It? <laughs> you could. <laughs> if Which I actually that. watched this weekend. Oh, I didn't tell yeah. you guys. Oh, when did you keep that a secret, Kevin? Well, because I was a ghost. Oh. Is that why you I tried to help me make that pottery? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that, Kevin. <laughs> you really <laughs> fucked up my pottery. <laughs> do Japanese people not have sex in their houses? Do they have to go to a second location to do that? Apparently, according to the documentary, it's a space issue in places like Tokyo, and also that you know your kids are at home, so you can't be as freaky as you want to. I can't think of anything less sexy than having sex at a place where everyone else has had sex on. Yeah, that's the that's what I was feeling the whole time. I was like, you guys is... don't get really turned on about how gross the bed is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so dirty. The... Yeah. One of the managers Logan gets is... it. Logan, let's go to a love hotel. Uh, we yeah. have to find one. I don't think they have them here. Oh. Mm. Prince okay. Rack. Oh, I bet they do. Jamie, say the thing. You started? 
there's like one scene where the manager is inspecting how good a job housekeeping is done in this one hotel, and he's like, "Is this a hair?" And they're just finding all this gross crap, and I'm like, "Oh, they just need is to like this a huge puddle of spooge." <laughs> they just need to steam clean the room, just like flood the entire room with steam. Yeah, that would be really sexy. Yeah, I want the I steam room. Overall, it was good if you want a little more insight into Japanese culture and how they feel about your public life versus your private life. And beyond that, I haven't watched anything else except more Korean dramas because I'm hooked. That's it. Dylan, what did you watch lately? Uh, let's see. I watched the I watched all of Steve Jobs. You watched that last um, time we spoke. I watched some of it. I didn't see all of it. Now I've oh, seen that's all of right, because you had an emergency. I did. Um, you did not get okay, your ticket you know. back. No, it was like a five dollars ticket. I mean, they, you know, they think they're losing money on that. Uh, it was pretty good, you know. It's it's a little. Um, it had some good acting in it. it had some good Michael Fash Fashbender arms in it. Mm. Um, Is there any tough acting? Um, worthy of Madden. Tough acting. No, Madden. it was. It, um, well, they're not paying us. Let's not put that in there. Um, yeah, just McDonald's on this podcast, Logan. Just McDonald's. Because it's a cool place to eat for cool dudes. Mm, watch me hold this McDonald's burger up near my face. While, while, I'm, so while, I'm, spray, while I'm tagging some a wall with my freaking... <laughs> uh, the, you're spray painting on the wall. Cool young stuff. Exactly. <laughs> Uh yes, yeah, so the thing that uh you know it's 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 the movie where Aaron Sorkin's writing works to its benefit instead of its detriment. Usually how that works. Of course, the last like the last part. I'm gonna spoil this. Steve Jobs Guys. is with his daughter, and uh, his daughter has like a Walkman, and this is like in 1998. His daughter has a tape Walkman. Mm-hmm. She sounds and he's, cool. It's like I'm gonna make the iPod, and it's gonna have a billion songs on it. It who had a tape? I didn't have a tape Walkman in '98. I had like a CD Walkman, like every mm-hmm. everybody else. Was he? Just, was she just like a hipster? Like what the hell? I think so. All right, five stars. And I also saw now, Bridge now having of... a CD Walkman is hipstery. That's kind of true. But you guys, it's now that... so much better than MP3s. You can really hear the disc spinning. <laughs> yeah, you can. It's got that little vibration. It's, it feels nice in your pocket, pants pocket. I've seen bands now like release singles or release things on tape. Like I didn't yeah. realize that people had tape nostalgia. That kind of blows my mind. I think it's just hipsterism. Well, it's like people who who never who were too young to even have tapes. I assume. Mm-hmm. Kids these days. Uh, I also saw Bridge of Spies. Over the oh okay. <laughs> uh, that was very good. It's got everything you expect. White guys in fedoras, tail and other white guys in fedoras. It's got a bridge. It's got some good spies. It's got some good natural acting. Um, you know, it's great. Good. No surprises there. Hmm. But it's super great. It's it's actually worth going. You know, to pay money. I'll uh, check that out. When you said white guys, honestly, I was off board. But then you added the win fedoras, and I was back on. <laughs> it's a gamer gators dream. Okay. Please don't stalk me, gamer gators. No one listens to this. Okay. Uh, and I watched some others. Oh, I also watched. Oh, that's a TV show. All right, I'll save that for the other podcast. What was it? What was the T? No, Dylan. Dylan. Tell us what the TV oh, show was. Sorry, Tell they us. gotta pay up five dollars a month. Um, Dylan. I saw. I saw the the first couple episodes of the Last Man on Earth, uh, the second season. Pretty and, good. Uh, right? It's pretty great. <laughs> like this movie. Like how Kevin said that this movie doesn't really have. You don't really have a favorite scene because it's all so good. 
The Last Man on Earth is kind of the same. Like, I don't really laugh out loud much, but I can't stop watching it. It's kind of weird. I really loved, I don't want to say what happened, but I loved the first, or no, second episode. <laughs> I, li- I like the one that has a special guest star. I think I liked the one after that. All right. Because you're right. so cryptic. Let's <laughs> so watch the show. Watch the show. Everybody, yeah, we got a really great show coming up. Uh, <laughs> we got... Yeah. Thank you. For yeah, Will Ferrell. No. Mm-mm. Logan, did you watch anything else well, lately? I watched some of the Last Man on Earth. It was funny. It's good, right? Yeah. So you watched the second season because you yeah. had already watched the first season. Yeah. Yeah, you like the thing that I'm talking about, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Dylan, did you watch anything else? No. Okay, good. Good night, everybody. Oh, wait. Who gets to pick this week? I think I do. Matt, did you say what you've been watching? Yes. Logan, what pick is for wait, next week? Wait, what did Kevin watch? Time? Kevin, what was Kevin watch? Kevin fell asleep. Oh, boy. Right. <laughs> Kevin. 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 What? Kevin, what? What did you think of living what? the dream? Oh, that was the dumbest thing ever, but it's like you can't stop watching it. <laughs> Mainly because you want to get because your achievement. You are not allowed yeah. to stop watching it if you want to keep playing the video game. <laughs> you get an electric shock if you hit a button. Um, it was just unbelievably stupid thing to put in a video game, but wow. Wait, what is this? Do you get a platinum trophy if you watch the whole thing? No, you get like... After every 20, 30 minute cutscene, you get like a 25 point achievement. For Wait, watching, what game I is guess. this? NBA uh, 2K16. Oh, okay. I heard all about that. I was really last curious. I was really it curious fant- if you got a. Terrible. If you got a platinum trophy from it, I was going to like ride into them and tell them that I watched it, just not on the video game. <laughs> give me the platinum. Like, mail you a trophy? No, just. Pipe it into my PlayStation. Logan, what did you think of Living to Dream? I don't even know what that is. Fair enough. <laughs> You're the worst is still good. Mm-hmm. And Logan, pick that movie now. Uh, Sir? I thought you were going to say pick that movie or whatever. No, I specifically want you to pick a movie. Yakuza Apocalypse. Wait. What? Oh, yeah. All right. Wait, how I watch that? You can watch it on Amazon streaming. Yeah, for free? Uh, For a dollar, it looked like. At least that's how much I rented it for just now. That's not that bad. I would pay a dollar to watch that anyway. Yeah, it's the new Takashi Miike film. I love Ooh. that Newt's films. So, yeah. I was, I, I was thinking about choosing like uh, something else, like something on Netflix for free. And I was like, nah, fuck it. I really want to see this. Kevin sounded bummed. Kevin, do you know who Takashi Miike is? Yes, I was bummed because I wanted to talk about You're the Worst, but that's okay. Okay, Kevin, have you watched You're the Worst lately? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Good. It's All right, so Takashi Miike next week. Uh, I hate you. <laughs> Logan, uh, is this movie fitting for Halloween in November? Uh, it's about a vampire. Okay, good. Boss. 
Halloween in November continues for two more episodes. Oh, I already know what's coming next, so... Oh, Kevin's movie. Be prepared. Oh, I think I know. You're going to pick The Lion King based on that (laughs) cryptic clue you just dropped. (laughs) Because that's what Simba said, too. Uh, No, that's... uh, that's... (laughs) Someone in that movie. That's Scar's uh, song. Be prepared. I thought he was going to pick Scout's Guide to the Apocalypse because Boy Scouts are always prepared. Oh, yeah, they ripped off our idea. Remember when we were talking about the battery and we had the idea for that movie that was already about to come out that I didn't know existed yet? Wait, that's not the same. It can't be the same. You said it should be kids fighting zombies? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're like... It should be like two kids. And then I said it should be like... They're not out in the woods. Yeah, they should be in the woods. What are they like, discos or something? I don't like that. I don't think they go to a strip, like a strip club. I think they're all like eighteen or something. They're like in a school. All right, I'm I'm back in. Are there zombie strippers? Uh, I think there's one. Like in the Red Band trailer, they show someone in a in a police uniform, but I'm pretty sure she wasn't an officer. Do you think that movie is anti-police? Uh, I don't know, but I think it's pro-naked people. Did you guys hear the police said that they're going to shoot Quentin Tarantino? Like the band? Yeah. Because like, Quint- like Quentin Tarantino was like, man, the police ain't gangsta like me. And then the police were like, we're going to get you. And then Sting like jerked off in a cup and drank it. <laughs> I was going to say, if Sting's going to shoot you, you got you to prepare yourself. Sting, if you're listening... Which I think you listen. I think you like only listen to Kevin picks. Um, fuck you, dude. All right. Are you gonna alienate the one listener? He only listens to your picks. He won't hear this. Okay. So I think that's a wrap. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Everyone. Is Good Dylan night. gone? Dylan. Dylan. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh yeah, when does Dylan get to pick a movie again? Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of Hey, Let's Talk About the Movie or Whatever. You can watch your hands and feet while you exit the podcast. Uh, I don't know that that makes sense necessarily, but it's never a bad idea to watch your hands and feet, unless that is a bad idea, which now that I'm thinking about it, there's probably a lot of times when you should not be looking at your hands and feet. I thought about uh, putting the BB, BB theme song thingy at the end here, but... It was too scary, so I didn't do that. Um, you do the do the I do the rest. You do the rest. Bye. All right, let's watch the happening every week. Three, two, <laughs> one. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of this podcast. Dylan? Hey, let's talk about that booty or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Quit screaming. Logan actually started recording again, so we're recording nothing. Good. Yeah, Good. I did restart recording again. Hey, let's talk about anime books. And... <laughs> what? <laughs> I knew that would get you. I knew if, if I eventually said a random words together that Jamie would lose it. Hey, it's a random words podcast. Now it's time for trigger warnings. Uh-oh.
Trigger. That's my trigger word. Guys. Does that send you to a bad place? Yeah. And I can't. Whenever I try to warn people of it, it like, sends me to you a just... bad place. Oh, that's really sad. Oh. Did you guys see the Trump uh, episode of Saturday Night Live? Why? What does that Why mean? Why do I do that? Uh, you, really? No one is excited about this? What does it I mean? What do the words you said mean? The Trump Saturday Night Donald Live. Trump was on Saturday, Saturday Night, Night Live. Night. Last host. night? And the musical guest was a Danganronpa, I think. I don't know. I never played that game. <laughs> but it looked like one. I, okay, here's the thing. AV Club gave it an F. It wasn't worse than, like, the normal shitty SNL episode of, like, you know, of this. I don't I know. Kevin, what did you think? I thought yeah. well, what I saw was okay. I saw the first half. I saw through um, update, and I thought, just objectively, I thought he was pretty good as a host. Yeah, you know he objectively I mean, meaning way more... ignoring how he is as a human. Exactly. I mean, if I did not know anything about him, I would be like, oh, it's not too bad. Uh, most of the time, the punchline was like the rapping granny. Like for three of the sketches, that was the joke. <laughs> did he do like his stand-up for the monologue, or did they like no, they write something Darryl, for? They had Daryl Hammond and um, Taron Killen, Killen, Killian, come out dressed as him. It was kind of dumb. Sounds dumb. No, what was the best part though? The Larry David part was the best part. Oh, that was so great! <laughs> Larry David so in the episode again. He's off stage shouting racist. <laughs> no, he said Trump's a racist. That's what he said. Yeah. It, you know that was a real thing, right? Like uh, th- some website or something did offer $5,000 to someone who would who would yell that at, at Trump. Good. Oh, no, it's, well, it's just mean, like need... the same thing when Tina Fey came back. You know, it's just for the Bernie Sanders. I mean, they're going right. to milk that. I love Tina Fey's Bernie Sanders, though. <laughs> I was really ahead of its time. Who knew he would be relevant in four years? Uh, eight years. In 48 years. I, I think I read a Daily Beast article about how it's like the best way to, to make a bunch of money in that market is to like run for president unsuccessfully <laughs> in that conservative market. It was a Daily Beast article, so, you know, I mean, you could say. I saw a Saturday Night Live article guys. about um, guys who uh, thought they could run for president and then they got pills that fixed their brains. You saw an SNL article. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Well, like I can't look at articles. I, I'm only I only watch SNL for the articles. <laughs> sure you do, Dylan. Hey, did you guys hear that Playboy's gonna quit publishing? No, no one heard that. Ladies, what? No one cares about that. Yeah, I think they're trying to like make it a more open media. Open source. I was gonna say that dumb thing, but they're. I saved you. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you have naked ladies on something, like, if you have naked ladies in their magazines, it's going to be like, oh, you're just picking that up for the naked ladies, not for all the articles and stuff. So they're getting rid of the naked ladies. I have actually read some super good articles in Playboy when I was younger, and Playboys existed. I mean, there's (laughs) good articles in there. Like, that's a real thing. It's true. I'm serious. I'm being for real. I know you are. why Kevin laughed in this really weird voice where he couldn't breathe very good playboy there's plenty of good articles in playboys like that's the thing like it's known for good articles i know i said that why are you guys trying to convince each other that you only read it for the articles you're just talking to each other now no i (laughs) no i never said (laughs) all right fucking serious man the articles 
No, there, no, there are no. You just keep saying Logan, it. Over I'm and not over kidding. Again. Oh, talk to me. Serious. I, I know you're serious. But like, the, I know you're serious, but everyone's saying like, oh no, like, there's actually good articles. Like, I don't we know. said nothing. We said nothing while you guys went in the loop about how great the articles of Playboy are. No, you I'm just serious, no, you just, though, like I Kevin's just laughing. Look at the articles. <laughs> you really like the cartoons as well, right? I like the ones with the naked the ladies. Those yeah. cartoons. Are I mean, funny I picked up insightful. If I'm gonna pick up a Playboy, it's probably gonna be the look at naked boobs. But like, <laughs> that doesn't mean there's not. I knew you didn't like the articles, Logan. <laughs> that doesn't mean there's not good articles in them. Like, that isn't. You can, you can they're have both. Exclusive. Yeah, they're not mutually exclusive concepts. Boobs and good articles. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, good writing. It's like and Spike against... TV. Oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Spike TV has some pretty good articles. Did you see the articles about, like, how to not seem like a homo? I like it when they play the James Bond articles. Those are good. Mm-hmm. I like it when they show the articles about, um, like, how to get your man on. Yeah. <clears throat> that could mean so many things. Get your man on? Yeah, like it sounds really homoerotic, but it's yep. anti-homoerotic. It thinks mm. that that's bad. Mm. But somehow it's still really, really seems homoerotic. Mm-hmm. I'm back. <laughs> the right way to touch your dude friend's butts. Go on. They really number do one that. with your wiener. I had to watch a lot of sports lately, and they do that a lot. <laughs> Sorry I talked over that. That was really funny. That's pretty cool. Hey, Logan, if you're still recording, I want to get this one more um, an intro description of what the movie is, uh, just in case, for coverage. Okay, do it to it, man. All right. It's from IMDb and written by someone from Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> Paul Conway. <laughs> Jamie? I was just about to say I'm going to mute my mic because I keep coughing. Muting Paul. it. You're safe. That's what the main guy's name was. Yeah. Paul Conway and his mother, Jeannie Conway, travel to a new town where Paul will join the local university, invited by Dr. Joe Hansen. They bring the robot BB that was developed by Paul, who is a genius in robotic. Paul befriends the paperboy Tom Toomey and has a crush on his next-door neighbor, Samantha Pringle, whose abusive alcoholic father, Harry Pringle, frequently hurts her. One day, Paul, Sam, Tom, and BB are playing basketball, and the ball fall in the field of their paranoid, grumpy neighbor, Elvira Parker, that does not give it back to the teenagers. In Halloween, Tom convinces Paul to let BB open the padlock of the entrance to her house. However, there is an alarm system, and Elvira blows up BB with her shotgun. Then Harry pushes her daughter down the stairs, and the doctors let her brain dead connected to the life support. However, Paul convinces Tom to go to the hospital to rescue Sam, and then he implants BB's chip into her brain, resurrecting Samantha. But will she come back to life normal? The answer is no, she won't. That's like a good little teaser blurb, though, I think. I laughed for a really long time at the phrase Harry Pringle. Yeah, we didn't even talk about it. I was thinking I would have liked the movie better if I had known that that was their name. (laughs) The only way I knew that the the Pringle is because there was like an x-ray that said S. Pringle on it. (laughs) Sprinkle. Sprinkle. 
When he, he she got shot by police, he should have dropped to his knees and screamed to the heavens, Springo! <laughs> <sighs> so happy right now. 